for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, June 19th, 2012, episode 40 of Attack of the Androids. Attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check us out every week on Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, around there. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, as usual, Joey Kelly. What's up? Hey, Matt. Good to be here tonight. Seth Aaron Gurr. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Anytime. And uh, filling in for Jeremy and Eric both, we have Shane Brady. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. We'll be having you, you tomorrow. Have big feet, Shane, because you got to fill two guys' shoes. <laughs> That's amazing feet. Uh, we'll be having you tomorrow on Yats also, That's I right. believe. Mm-hmm. Just a busy guy. Pretty soon, before you know it, I'll have you editing these things. Just wait. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> All right, uh, start things off for us, Seth, with the phone of the moment or the device well, of the moment. Well, that's an interesting question this week. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not a lot that's going on. I mean, I want to say like the device of the moment for the whole tech world is probably Microsoft Slate, but we can't talk about that because it's an Android. Oh, show. we'll talk about that. Don't you worry. <laughs> Um, so I guess Android phones, I'd say there's two interesting things that are going on in the world of Android phones. The first one is is that there's a rumor out that there's going to be a Galaxy Note 2. Of course. Um, yeah. And, you can't uh, just stop I mean, at the world's best phablet. I mean, you've got to <laughs> have a sequel. So, so they're saying something like, uh, you know, it's going to have a giant screen. It's going to have a new, you know, Samsung, I think, is working on this new like, this new flexible display technology. So it's going to let them create really thin screens. They're saying that this is like has some of that technology and not the full-fledged technology, but a little bit of it. Was that the uh, Corning... What was that? The Willow Glass we talked about a few episodes ago, where it was completely like a roll of it, kind of? Uh, I'm not actually 100% sure what it is. I just know that... Yeah, you, I know that this new flexible, flexible glass technology... It allows them to create screens, different shapes and sizes, and maybe put some bend in it and things like that. It's supposed to be really neat and unbreakable or less breakable. So, I, I really don't. We don't. I don't think you'll know all what's going on with this new technology, but they know a little bit about it. So it's supposed to be cool. They say it's going to be released in October, um, quad core or something like that. So you know that original note got pretty good reviews all around. People it really did. Liked it. I kind of wanted one. I kind of yeah, wanted the pad phone too, though, so I don't know. And so this, so this new uh, version two could be really, really cool. I mean, I, I don't know, but it could be really cool. Uh, How I mean, has it, it, your pick from the last couple weeks, the S three, been doing? Good reviews. Uh, yes, the S three. Well, that's kind of the next thing I want to talk about. Is please uh, the X three has been apparently pre selling really, really well. Uh, T Mobile just announced that they're going to have to push. No, what they they announced that they're pushing the date back, and they and they're also only releasing it in 29 cities um, because uh, they they don't have enough to go around. 
So they're just picking like the biggest markets and releasing it in stores at those cities and things like that. So, and I think Sprint pushed their date back. So everyone's overselling. Verizon, we don't even have a hard date yet. If they said something like July 11th or something like that. They're like, don't um, worry about it. We're working but, on other stuff. So we, no one really knows in the U.S. how these exactly these pre-sales are going, but it seems like everything seems to be working. It seems like based on the rumors of them pushing dates back, you know, it's it's selling really well. So, and and I would say review wise, you know, no one's gotten their hands on the U.S. versions yet, but uh, the reviews have been more positive than they were after that Samsung announced event. The Samsung announcement event has sort of gone down in history as one of the worst announcement events of all time. People were <laughs> down on um, that. Because they had all these weird videos and they were totally not on message. It was really confusing. What was, was funny though was that nobody had ever it was even... a disaster for them. Nobody... Had... Basically, all the tech world was like, this is going to be a terrible phone. Samsung doesn't know how to market it, whatever. But now that people actually have it in their hands, they're liking it better. They're saying that it doesn't feel as bad as I thought it was going to. The screen's not as bad as they thought it was going to be. The camera actually has a better sensor than we originally thought. It's actually similar to the iPhone 4 sensor. Um, if not the same sensor, but it still doesn't take quite as good pictures. So it was an upgrade over the Galaxy S2. Like we, we weren't sure there was, but it actually turns out to be. So, I mean, I think the phone all around is getting better reviews um, than we originally thought. So you know what's never quite been a phone. So those of... are the two phones of the moment. <laughs> well, let me let me say this: you, what hasn't quite ever been a phone of the moment has the has been the Motorola uh, Razor line, and they have a new Razor HD coming out. What do you think of that one? Are you, are you not into the Motorola stuff? No, no, no. I'm actually really interested in that, but I I don't really know that we know a lot about it yet, do we? Mm, just that it's been announced, or has it? It's well, waiting. no, I don't think it's been officially announced because there's been no specs for it released. Um, we there's been some we've seen we've seen I think we've seen some pictures from it maybe and I think they're saying it's 12 megapixel camera or 11 megapixel camera I forget which one and a 3300 milliamp battery <laughs> and they're saying it's going to be a 720p screen right I think that's another tech another spec we know. I mean, a 720p 33 megahertz 3 to 300 milliamp. Plus a 11 pixel, 12 pic, megapixel camera. It could be a really plus a really compelling phone. Cool edges, huh? <laughs> Don't underestimate the shape of that thing. The Zyboard, just because of that, like it's it sets it apart without having to waste time and money on a crappy skin nobody wants. I mean, the problem with that original Razer was the screen was terrible. So if they got 720p sweet screen on that thing. And the battery, I heard, was a massive problem with it. Yeah, I think a huge battery, 720p screen, and it's a nice. It's, I mean, that could be that could be better than the next, the Galaxy S3. Uh, I mean, I, I had I personally pre-ordered the Galaxy S3 because, and I'll tell you why. I know we I know we were talking about this, but probably because the reviews got better, but mostly because uh, I wanted to be get my use my upgrade before Verizon shuts that down, which we should talk about at some point. I know I've kind of been been waiting and debating like whether to just sit with the Galaxy Nexus or because it I mean you only have like yeah, another how week. Do you, have another upgrade? you have one more week, right? The twenty eighth. But, but how do you have? A, didn't you use your upgrade for the Nexus? Yeah, but there was another line on the plan sure. <laughs> that I got understand. turned off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> is it weird that the the Droid Razor and the Razor Max are just now getting four just to the beta, like the the members of was it the Motorola feedback network? Like, it's just now starting to get out to those guys. That phone's been out forever. 
I, I think we just I think Android users need to just come to I think at this point we just need to come to a decision. We either have to use a, a custom ROM like Sandgen if we want the most recent up to date you know uh, Android, or we just have to be used to the being you know one one step back. That's going to happen with uh, Jelly Bean pretty soon. When, you know if we could talk about that too. If this new tablet has Jelly Bean in it that they're talking about, uh, then everything's going to be now, you know, the Galaxy S3 is going to have an older operating system, right? It's released one day, and then a couple days later, it's going to be the older operating system. So there is nothing. I don't think there's anything we can do right now, Matt. Are any of you guys going to I.O.? Shane, are you going? Have you ever gone? No, I I honestly don't do as much Android development as I do Android using and, and puttering. So I haven't had a real good reason to go. What, um, what kind of devices do you have? Do I have? Yeah, what are you using, Android? All right, so my main phone is a Galaxy Nexus, but I'm also have, I also have a Galaxy S2. I have a Transformer Prime. Um, I have a G Slate, a Kindle Fire, and three reviews. Nice. Uh, you got some so Google TVs? Those are the reviews? I have three three Google TVs running. Uh, they all run 3.2 now, but they've been abandoned, essentially. You um, and Ant, I think, are like the only two people left using those. Yeah, and I have three of them that are basically bricks. Uh, I think Google TV is really good for for me. I don't know if, like, but I don't think my, my wife would, would appreciate it, so. Do you, do, about that. do you gazelle your devices often? I've actually no. I have never gazelled any of my devices, so I still have my T-Mobile G1 uh, in my closet. Oh uh, wow! Along with my Nexus, along with my Nexus one. That's awesome. So, uh, is it is it odd that Motorola, like they seem to be the only uh, like manufacturer that sends text messages to their phone owners that are like, "Hey, we know we know you're 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 waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, but it's coming soon." ICS for you. I think it's good. I've never oh, heard of that. Good chain. I was going to say, weren't they released well after Ice Cream Sandwich came out? I mean... The phones? Uh, yeah. Yeah, originally, I think, yeah. I mean, Ice Cream Sandwich was announced last October. The first phone came out in December. You're talking the Razor? Yeah, yeah. and Code is released in January. Um, and then didn't, when did the, ra- the Razors come out? I think the Razer came out the same time the Nexus did, right? November or something like that, Matt? I believe so. Oh, maybe, maybe I, got my time I will tell you on. in a minute. But it has taken an awfully long time to get Well, but then the Max came out after the after Ice Cream Sandwich was out. I mean, that That's was just a later. a bigger battery, right? Yeah, but it's still a new phone, I mean, in some sense. I mean, they had to rearrange the internals. Uh, so, but... Yeah, I don't think... The Razer I mean, came out November 11th, 2011. Oh, okay. I think Android users, like I said, just, I mean, we're going to have to get used to just having older hardware, right? I mean, yeah, Android yeah. is built on this, so- I mean, older software, I'm sorry. It's not like Windows where you can just pay to upgrade to the newest Windows, right? There's just, it's a totally different ecosystem. And I mean, for a while I was complaining about it, but I just, I don't have the energy to complain anymore. No, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I, I, I mean if it's... Do users care though, right? Is that the debate that we well, always have? Yeah, yeah it's except, just, the, it's the normal use. I agree with you, except... I mean, ice cream sandwich is a major upgrade over gingerbread. I, I, I mean, it is a definitely a much better experience for the phones that can run it. They should get it. Um, maybe Jelly Bean is not going to be. I'm kind of hoping it's not as big of an upgrade. Like a, it's like a four point one. Well, I'm it is. It wasn't is. that? Wasn't that the idea? 
that it wasn't going to be five, it was going to be four point something? I think so, but I don't think we'll know yeah, until we, we see it, right? We well, really right. don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it'll have their new... I mean, if it has their new Siri competitor, and that's amazing, like, people are going to want it. I am so... Be, but that I'm, could be an app. Can I say, I'm just so yeah, sick of be. that, of those apps. Like, who cares? They suck, and they're pointless. No, and nobody Matt, walks around is, talking to their phone. That's the, no, but there was a rumor that came out recently again. I, sorry, I, I, could, I don't have it. Until you can make a headset that nobody can see and that I can talk to myself and you'll hear what I'm saying. I don't, it's so gimmicky. It's like the latest Transformer Prime update got face to unlock. And I was like, really? Yeah, but man, people like Siri. I mean, I understand that in some cases it's pointless, but some people, I think it actually is a big selling point. It's been a success for Apple. People seem to like it as like a big failure for Apple. Uh, People like it, it ironically. They like I it mean, as a joke. If it was joke. a big failure for them, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be expanding it in iOS six. Well, no, they yeah. have to expand it. No, I don't mean a failure that no one likes it. That it, it doesn't like. There's too many failures. And oh, you mean technically? Technically, it's been a failure. Technically, it's been a failure. I don't know. It just seems more like of a toy of something people like to play with than something that's actually useful at doing things. But but I think Google should they're gonna want to put one on there because if anything it's, well, definitely. it's about marketing right you got to keep up you don't want well, you don't want well, Apple commercials coming out being like ours has this does yours well, and, and they're you know, like even, no. even the recent even the recent rumors Matt have been you know Google is trying to do something that's like not just a, you know this copying but trying to you know evolve it right so they said I mean whatever you know they were talking inside Google rumors they're saying something like. You know, it's supposed to be like the Star Trek computer or something like that. Not like this, you know, not like a assistant, but something like that's a real, a real help on your phone. Computer, not, not just like, not just like, oh, it's good. Wake me up in ten minutes, but you know, something real. Something that's like, did you know where the idea of the alarm clock first came from? While it's waking you up, it's like teaching you. Thanks, well, phone. I don't know, but I mean, Google. If there's a company that's going to do it. Oh, Honestly, for sure. I mean, like, who organizes information better than Google does? No one. Oh, right? they're, well, they've been well, working on it for a long time. They're going to do it. And it could be but really, really cool. It's not just about organization, though. It's all about, like, drawing context and and links between different things. Like, I, I think, like, really good at that. It, it is, but other engines, like, um, what's the Wolf... Alfram. Wolfram Alpha. Thank you. Yeah. That one. Like like things like that. It's it's almost a different use case, I feel like. But, but look at but look at like for instance, Google just unrolled that like if you type in the name of an artist or a composer or a you know, then it brings up like other composers and their pictures and their birthdays. Oh, yeah. It's getting much better at drawing it's really, those. I mean, it's really good. And if that stuff if Google really does and they have so many resources. Anyways, they're better at this than Apple is, right? I mean, they just—they're better at this right, sort of stuff than Apple is. And so, if Google really puts it uh, all, you know, the amount of effort in that they should be right now, they could be really sweet. I mean, Apple. And the thing is, it's got to feel so good for Apple, Google, right? If they do that, because Apple just encroached on their maps, and they did a really good job of it, right? That Apple Maps thing looks pretty good. I don't think it's better than Google Maps, but it looks like it's at. But looks Seth, like it's it has—it has turn by turn. <laughs> Joey, yeah, and, it looks like it, and apparently it does a pretty good job of it. Yeah, Joey, you've been it, it kind of quiet. Tom-toms. What do you think, Joey? You have any? Well, in... I think uh, it uses TomToms. They hold on, I think it uses TomToms. Yeah, um, yeah. Traffic data, but I think it's its own custom engine for routing. I'm not sure about that. I think that's what I heard. I thought I read that it was using TomTom for routing. Well, it's using Seth, Tom-tom Seth for and something, Shane, but... Shane, I'm not really worried about what its TomTom is doing. <laughs> 
There we go. Uh, but uh, personally, I think the best app on Android is the camera. Um, All right. Oh, sorry. Inside <laughs> joke. Thanks, Thanks, uh, Google I.O. right around the corner. People are speculating. DigiTimes, I believe, uh, that the Nexus 7, the tablet, the 7-inch, is coming there. Hmm? Well, we know it exists. It does. What do we think? Is that going to be it? People were, for a while, they were thinking it was going to be Google Glass, which I don't know how they thought that that was even going to be possible. That I don't know. Yeah. It, that seemed way too soon for something that's like, here you go, because it would be half-baked and nowhere near you mean what the they Go- want. You mean the eye thing, the Google Glasses? Google yeah. Glass Oh. I will... or Monocle. So someone found a, a Google employee picture that the EXIF information had Nexus 7 in it. And I think we know that's different than Google Glasses. So we know Nexus Definitely. 7 exists. Um, that is true. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think if, unless it's really, really, if, unless, unless it's really uh, demos well, though, it might look a little sad next to the uh, Microsoft Surface. But think uh, of it this way. Microsoft isn't giving away a free Surface to everybody that goes to the developer conference, are they? Well, they but might. even... But this is a different. I mean, Shane, this I agree with and you, but this is a totally different market. This is a two hundred dollar right? price. Yeah, point. Google's going after the. I think honestly, I mean, there's been some rumors that has Google's given up on that high end market. Like they realize they can't compete with the iPad. So if they come in at half price, right, and deliver something that's similar. Well, that was the Kindle Fire idea, right? That's exactly right. what they so did. So they're going after. They're going after Amazon. Plus, not, think of this. I think it's, I think it's fine. Yeah. Plus all of the stuff that Google's been rolling out, right? The movies, movie rentals, downloads. I mean, their their Play Store is now basically the equivalent of what any of the other offerings are. Yep. And you put a $200. I mean, they're not selling, you know, underwear and socks <laughs> through but, it like Amazon. But, I think, but Shane, I think you actually bring up a really good point, though, is like trying to figure out what this tablet market is right now. Like where does Microsoft fit in with this new um, Surface stuff? Where does the iPad fit in? Where does the Google tablets fit in? Uh, Microsoft will sort of a- always rule the business market. They have got too much of a stranglehold on business applications, business software, business productivity, business management. As long as there is a Windows tablet out there, they will own the corporate tablet space. Is that because I mean, is that... They're, they're so dependent on it? Because if they change one thing, they have to change their whole infrastructure because it's been built on well, it since 98? Okay, look, look let, me, let me give you an example. The first thing I get asked anytime I bring up an open source software package that, say, say for instance, I bring up something like LibreOffice, the first thing I get asked is how compatible is it with Word or Excel or yep. PowerPoint? With our docs, our DOCs. No, but Google... Yeah. You know, Google just bought that, what, QuickOffice, I think it was, didn't they? Yeah, but QuickOffice is... The, okay, hold on a minute. Whoa, whoa Seth, here, here's the difference. QuickOffice, LibreOffice, OpenOffice, all those open source o- office alternatives, even Google Docs, will open all of these Microsoft formats. But they open them sort of. Everybody's main complaint is how the formatting is on more advanced documents, I guess. Like, right. you know, show notes, so, it's not going to make a diff, but... Yeah. So, for instance, the, the thing is, is that if you if you started a, a, a document in Google Docs, it works perfectly. If you start a document in, doc, in Microsoft Word or Excel, it works perfectly. It's only when you try to transfer between one or both of those that you run into a problem. And the thing is, is that, yeah, okay, for your text notes or, or for a, a very ordinary spreadsheet, there isn't a huge deal. 
Um, but if you're talking about somebody's research paper that they have spent hours and hours and hours working on, and you know this from experience, uh, if they, all of a sudden you lose the formatting, or it's changed even subtly, where all of a sudden you've got double spacing. Wasn't that spacing the worst? Now. You have to go back in. It. Oh, it's so annoying. And you have to, yeah, I mean, you know, for Nobody instance, let, let me just—I don't know if this is true or not—but let's just say you converted a Microsoft Word document into a Google Doc, and the Google Doc doesn't have space and a half; it only has single space and double. So you've got something set up in space and a half in Microsoft Word. You convert it. What does it do? It either goes to single space or goes to double space because it doesn't have the space and a half option. I'm not saying that that's a particular example because I don't know. I haven't tried it. But it would be something like that. It would be something like, all right, this feature we just don't have, so we're going to write in something that's kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I wouldn't. I could never write my dissertation, <laughs> right, because of footnotes and endnotes on a on a non-Microsoft Word. Well, I don't know. Doesn't You can do some of that you can't stuff. Do, no, in, then you can't do You, you can't do, do footnotes in Google yet. Docs. Yeah, you it's can not the same thing. <laughs> LibreOffice, you might be able to get away with that. You can do headers and footers in Google Docs. Yeah, not the same. It's not the same. Well, you're just but, picky. But, you know, the point being that the first thing I get at... had note integration and all that stuff, yeah. No, like I was saying, the first thing I get asked is, how is this going to open my Microsoft documents? It's not, what will this allow me to do? It's, how will this allow me to work with what See, I already... See, but now there I disagree with you, because I think that QuickOffice, I've been able to open up all my Word docs, and they appear almost perfect. The problem is I'm scared to edit in it, because I don't think that it... I mean, I'm, I don't know how those edits would come back over to... Almost you know? only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And, and... And... I don't have any problem opening it. Go ahead. What about a new company that's starting out um, uh, that doesn't want to have to buy Microsoft and all that, and so they start out either using Google Docs, QuickOffice, or Libra, and then uh, they never even think of going to Microsoft. Isn't uh, isn't Google thinking ten years down the road for new businesses starting now? That's a what good will point. happen though, Shane, and and, and I've been there. I, I've tried this. Um, the only time I, out of all of my customers that I have. I, the only time I've managed to actually sell two of them on LibreOffice instead of Microsoft Office was when they had to purchase $1,400 versions. Is LibreOffice running free? a terminal server? Yeah, it's free. It's Linux it's, or whatever? Yeah, it, it, it's open source, yes. Joey, you're the, the worst the... salesman ever. All you have to tell your customers is. It's free. And more times yeah, than but, not, they will whoa, be more apt to no, go no, that way. I, I went there, Matt. I went there. I told them, look, this is free. Try it and we'll see if it, if it works for you. And most of the time in a residence, it's fine. But, I, uh, but when you start talking about businesses. That's true. That's a different. They want to see you know, a Microsoft Word document. They don't want a Word process document in a LibreOffice. They want Word. It so happens. let's talk about the Surface then because this is kind of their – we haven't seen a real good tablet from Microsoft. I mean – and wasn't the Surface originally supposed to be that big table-sized thing? <laughs> yeah. Like I keep yeah, thinking for... of that when I hear Surface. Yeah, the one you could play pool on. That I thought yeah. that was Although, a... but really, you know, I've heard a couple of tech people say that that's – talk about that, Matt, but that's a non-issue. I mean – the people that recognize the name Surface are one in a thousand, and well, it's just us people who pay attention to technology. I do. So Microsoft. So, I mean, I understand if people don't like the name Surface, that's fine. But no, it's cool. I'm just the saying. Worry, I the thought... worry that people. So I, I've but I've seen a couple of tech sites say like, "Oh, it's so dumb of them to call it Surface," and I was like, 
Guys, the only people that actually know that no, there's because like, this table called Surface are like you. But they They're own you, that. The only person. Think about it, though. They own that name. Like that's a good brand to kind of start their tablet off with. I just associated it with the I table know. thing. But no, I it's know. a you great. You might say it was a good Surface to jump off of. There you go. <laughs> there you go. If for no other reason than that right there. Uh, they did mention the old name, the old version of it, though. I thought that was weird. Did they? Because, yeah, I thought they mentioned... Yeah, I thought they mentioned that. What is it? They mentioned the table version of... Surface. I know that it appeared uh, on their website. It was like on the bottom of a little... A little footnote or something. So on the on the forward. article on the Verge, they got uh, the two versions, right? We got the Surface for Windows 8 Pro and the Surface for Windows RT. Oh, you're talking that's RT and it's also Windows, right? Well, no, there's two. Didn't they have two? Yeah, there's one running on ARM and one running on Intel. Right. One's running Ar- Ivy Bridge and one's running ARM is the, 3. ARM is the RT and... Yeah. Okay. And they both had fans... Is that what I, I mean, they mentioned the special. I know the thing. Intel one has fans for sure. They showed it on that one. I don't know if the ARM one has a fan or not. Probably, probably, why would the Tegra 3 need a fan? I mean, that, why would it, why would you it, ever want a fan? Well, but the thing is, is the Ivy Bridge probably needs one, right? And so it's worth it if you're running because they showed it. They showed that tablet running. Um, it looked to me like the full version of Lightroom four, and I mean that's that's got to be pretty processor intensive, right? Yeah, I just don't think it makes a very good tablet that if it has to have a fan. If it's yeah, but too... did you see it? The, 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 it was sort of that like uh, it looked actually really interesting. I, and I don't know if it'll be a fan that you can hear. It just has some sort of heat dissipation. No, but the other side of that killer on battery. Well, the the other side of that though, Shane, I mean, is that, that might. when when you when you start talking about a ten inch tablet um, that's running an Intel processor, ten point six, very thick. It's going to be a heavy unit that you're going to have in no. battery life anyway. It's, two it's, point, it's only two pounds. 2.2 2 yeah, well, pounds. Okay, heavy compared to another tablet. It's still super thin. I mean, the, they brought that Windows one out. It looked like a nice tablet. I mean, I was surprised that they could fit an Ivy Bridge processor in there. I mean, Ivy Bridge is 22 nanometers, right? It's small, but still. Uh, I think it looks good. Obviously, it's still buggy because they had to get a second one off of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, funny. But, <laughs> I mean, what, what are they six months out from release or something like that? What, uh, yeah, at least. I mean, and they they would not talk about battery life. They I mean people prod them a lot. They would not talk about it. I also heard they wouldn't talk screen res. Uh, the guy from uh, Search Engine Land, Danny yeah. Sullivan, he said he tried to go into settings, and the guy like came over and took it out <laughs> See, of his hand. I someone <laughs> said 1080p, so awesome. but now did I? I know I read that, but I don't nobody know knows. Nobody it's knows. It's probably 1080p. I mean, the new transformer. Whatever that's gonna be. Okay, Infinity's so be. think of it this way: that that thing is two pounds. The Transformer Prime is twenty point seven ounces, which is what one point four pounds, one point something. Yeah, well, yeah. Eight, I, I can't see you holding a tablet. I mean, it has like a thing you set it on, obviously, but like if you're just holding it and using it as a tablet, even the Prime, after a while, it like your hands start to kind of. <laughs> If you type I'm, any I'm in the mount... way my touchpad. Give me a second. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my, my screen mount for it. That's well, awesome. if, that, if that keyboard uh, on the cover actually works, I'm a little, I'm a little suspicious. That's gonna be Does it remind keyboard. you of those rollout keyboards that were just terrible yeah, to one. type on? Yeah, I used yep. to have one. It does bought... remind me of that. I've got one sitting here rolled up. I use it as a pillow for my feet. I bought I one, to... and I took it home, and then I took it back because it was terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible. Mine was my emergency keyboard, right? You always keep it with me. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, it's awful. But if you add that, if you add that thickness and weight to the, um, it comes out probably the same. It's still thinner, maybe even lighter than the Transformer Prime with its keyboard. Um, but that, if, adds, that adds extra battery. You're adding the keyboard. It, though, the the keyboard thing, I think, is a stroke of genius. You don't have to worry about getting an add-on dock. That you is don't key. Have to worry about- I still don't yeah, have you know, one for mine. <laughs> right. Well, you got you got to get one. I know. I can't. They're all sold out every time I had money to go buy one. I mean, the thing is, is that okay for me personally? Tablet, great thing to play with. Not a productivity tool. Not useful. I beg to differ. On the prime, on the prime, I've set up a couple websites for our shows, and I've typed out a lot of rap music just on that little but joy you know what this is by microsoft this is a move on their part right you know apple's apple sort of won the pr game when they set the the conversation around a post pc world right so that's sort of been i mean everyone's bought into that i don't i mean i think that's actually kind of a ridiculous statement but if you look at the tech news like everyone is using that statement and saying oh yeah it's a post pc world right like what are you going to do it's like assumed that it's a post pc world and so they're asking Microsoft, like, what are you going to do now that it's a post-PC world? Are, right? they you... as, are they making that assumption while they're typing on their computers? Yeah, exactly. Yes, they are. <laughs> right. so, so, so typing on their bloody 24-inch widescreen yeah. computer and saying it's a post-PC era. Hold on, but just not wait. not saying that on a 4-inch iPhone. But they're just tr- wait. But it's interesting because now Microsoft, I, I think they're trying to reset the conversation through this tablet and say... PC Plus. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's no, it's still a PC because you can do everything that you associate with the PC, but you can do it on this nice form factor that you're calling post PC. Right Now, so, do you think that's going to be enough to actually make that a self-fulfilling prophecy? I don't and know, voila, but I think I like the way post- that to change the conversation a little bit, right? Because they're like, oh, listen, oh, you want to be post PC? That's fine, right? Go play with your iPad. Right, go read a book and watch a movie on your iPad. If you want to like join the real world and have like a PC, you can do that. So you can read, you can still watch movies and read books, but you yeah. can also have it be something that is actually worthwhile that you can actually get things done on. Right. You know what I noticed a lot of was that all of the articles online that were writing about it were saying that it was an answer to the iPad. Not one article did it say that this was anything to do with them either needing to be in the tablet market just period or going up against like the prime or any of the android tablets which i guess again android tablets are considered the second runner or not even in the game or they're considered a joke i thought everybody Um, just wanted the word ipad in their head i mean really they are though if you look at the numbers like why would there no one a, needs. No one needs to take Android market share. People need to take Apple app market share. That's a good there point. There was a story on Tech News today that the I, the share of Android tablets is like thirty percent, which I know is still lousy. But I think the perception is it's like five percent. But it's I wonder. But I wonder what. But what? What is the revenue behind that? I mean, if you think what an iPad costs, and then I'm wondering yeah, how many of those. How many of those are Kindle Fires? How many of those are like? You know, cheap eighty nine dollar. Like I have one, like a Chinese tablet that are from China. The Kmart special. How many special. Of these are touch pads that are running Android? How many? Of these are you uh, I mean, thirty percent. I'm wondering how many of them are actually like crimes, like Matt has, that are actually they're actually making money. Well, out. I don't. I don't know if ASUS does any marketing because the Prime has been the best tablet on the market for quite a while. I agree. Uh, um, I waited yeah. and waited over the Zoom and all the other Galaxy ones. Like this, that was the one I wanted. Like that was supposed to be the you know 
the Android tablet. Now, I had some terrible ta- uh, Android tablets. I had the T-Mobile G Slate, which uh, LG <laughs> abandoned. And uh, it's so bad. I wanted to throw that thing in the river. Um, but strangely enough, I found a hacked ICS ROM on it, and it brought it back to life. Are you no, no, I'm using, a touch, I'm using a touchpad with ICS on it, and I love it. It's great. Yeah, IC, ICS is the key. Honeycomb 3.1 was Terrible. That's what I hear. That's so, weird because a lot of the people when the primes first came out that were having problems, the answer was to go back to Honeycomb and wait for them to fix their ICS a, a install. Well, they were they were pretty quick to the game, didn't they? Put it out just a month or so after. Yeah, they they had a few iterations before they got it right, but the, I mean, there were so many different serial number versions of primes that everyone was you know complaining, and then the UK version, and the US version, but yeah. I'll take I'll take a little too quick and a few bugs than waiting five months after ICS comes out to even attempt it. That is. So, a good I'll take point. a ninety nine dollar touchpad over a four hundred dollar. Uh, <laughs> you can do actual. I'm telling you, you can do work with the Prime. The I, no, I do work on the work Prime. Well, one it's of my good. coworkers actually has the Prime with the keyboard dock, and he's raving about it. He won't even let me borrow it for like an hour because he's like so. <laughs> possessive over it did you get an um, update on the dongle no there has been no dongle update sorry okay it's all right um yeah that sounded kind of dirty i'm still anyway, glad uh but uh i mean he loves it he thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and i don't disagree with him the capability of that of that unit is impressive the hdmi out the keyboard the fact that and the, the one thing that i didn't that i keyed in on very quickly was that, you know, you get to a point where, yeah, the touchpad or the touch interface works well, but your finger is not as precise as a mouse pointer is. So That's did true. anybody notice, does that new Microsoft Surface have a touchpad, like as in a mouse? But you know what? It has a touchpad on the keyboard, yeah. You don't, on both keyboards. I don't think yeah. you need that. I mean, if you have the keyboard and you have the room, that's cool. But as long as your software, when you hold just for a sec, it brings up a magnifying glass that's actually useful. I think that's all you really need. Or but, that your keyboard has arrow keys. Also helpful. Yeah, but, but for Enterprise, because well, I'm always right. looking at this from the Enterprise Again, standpoint. Sure. You know, if you can get a remote desktop solution or a unit that will give you VPN and RDP capability and it has the precision to work with the mouse or has a mouse built into it. Yes, I know. Transformer Prime Chain. Yes, I know. It supports that, a mouse. That, that's why we bought one for him at work. That's specifically why. Uh, but anyway, if you can get that in a package and offer it to somebody at a competitive price, particularly with the backing of this is from Microsoft, um, I think that could be the killer deal. Um, and, and it may be the trifecta, a Microsoft uh, unit that you can actually use and you can actually run Microsoft Office on it, not another version of Office. Obviously, I don't know if that Surface is going to be the one that Microsoft does really gangbusters in business, but one of their partners is going to put something together that's going to sell really well. I think this is going to be the one that gets people thinking in that direction, and after it, like the second or third versions, those will be pretty sweet. I mean, this yeah, will be probably be pretty see- sweet. Also, I, I, I didn't go through too many articles on this. I just went and read the official Microsoft site on it. Um, did anybody catch any inkling as to what the pricing was going to be? That's, they wouldn't talk about that that's the big debate. No, okay. They well, said competitive. That's it. Okay, well, all right. Let, let me although they were really scared to talk about the Intel price. I mean, that's probably going to be 800 <laughs> bucks. If well, it's, 800 is too much. 
they said they said that it's the same price. They said that I compete with any any um uh what's the the small one? Ultrabook. They said I compete with any Ultrabook on specs. I mean, and in the like their ultra most Ultrabooks are seven hundred bucks if you get up into the Ivy Bridge territory right now. I mean, I, yeah. maybe it won't be that much, but it's going to be. Well, that Ivy Bridge version is going to be at least six hundred fifty bucks. All right, so let me play devil's advocate here. If you've got seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, say say you've got an eight hundred dollar budget, and you've got your choice between, um, let's say, a Prime, uh, an Ultrabook, and this new Microsoft Surface. Hold on. Let's say the specs are all relatively equal and they can all do the job what do you get why don't you throw in that other one that was announced a few weeks ago that's android and windows 8 and i'll say that's the one i'm getting because <gasps> oh, it's, like it's like this big it's like this big it's a 20 inch tablet that's what yeah, i want joey that's an interesting question i think i because i'm a window i use windows and all my stuff i probably get the windows tablet i mean like if it if it ties in really well to my Windows computer, my PC has sort of all sort of these like interconnections and mm. streaming stuff. So, Seth, let me ask you this. Through. Will you trade your Android phone then for a Windows phone if once you get in that ecosystem, or do you still keep your Android phone? That's a good point because I've I've got a ton of Android apps that I want to play in my tablet. And if you get know. rid of That's it, a tough question. we kick you let, out of the let show. Let me throw you guys so. a monkey wrench. It's a tough question. Wait. Despite my my tablet leanings and whatnot, if you gave me an eight hundred dollar budget and you told me to go get a device right now and you gave me those two uh, those two tablets plus the ultrabook, I'd take the ultrabook. Yeah, I might get ultrabook. Too. It depends though. What if you travel all the time and you fly? The ultrabook's not any heavier than than your average tablet with a with a no. With a those ultrabooks are tiny. Yeah, and they boot the thing fast. about the ultrabook, the ultrabook for for all of the crap that's been given in the in the in the media, the ultrabook is an evolution of a existing laptop technology. It's smaller. It's it, it, it's it's faster than a netbook. It's bigger than a netbook, but it's smaller than your average laptop. And they've eliminated the optical drive. It's a netbook on steroids. It's basically another phase in the netbook evolution, being branded ultrabook. Therefore, yeah, it's, it's a netbooks. Sta- netbooks were wicked underpowered. Yeah, right. So these are overpowered netbooks. If you want to think about it that well, way, well, that's cool. I still love my netbook. Like there, there's these ultra, Joey, These ultra books are like MacBook Air competitors. Exactly. That's my point. Is that they're like an an overpowered, larger screened netbook um, compared you, to the or, previous generation. Or you could just say they're shrunken laptops, right? That works too. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so for 800 bucks, my point is is that that's going to get me something that not only do I know what it's going to do, what it can do, it's going to be able to run a full version of Microsoft, uh, uh, excuse me, of Windows 7, Linux. Um, but it, you, lose, you lose the touchscreen. Most the people, touch I don't, I, it depends that? again on what you're going to do with it. But I don't, I, from, from a corporate IT perspective, touchscreen's a liability because they break. So do mice. The ultrabooks have the nice touch pads, which is a pretty good, which I think is better than most of the touch screens. Well, to see how that keyboard is, though, but you know they've got a touch pad on that clip on that. You know they've got two keyboards. Microsoft does right. They've got like the touch keyboard and the type keyboard. So mm-hmm. one is just like the plastic, and the one actually has the keys. That key, the key one, looks like it had a decent touch pad. We'll see how that turns out to be. I think we're gonna. I think we're debating a lot in a vacuum here until such time as the thing actually gets released. Yeah, six months from now. Other cool, other cool things on it. Uh, USB three point mm-hmm. Yeah, Thunderbolt. And it also has it also has DisplayPort output and external. Yep, yeah, external monitors. 
Not too bad. I, it'll be interesting to see once they hit market and everybody gets to actually play with them. Uh, then. Bomber also said that this was also to prime the pump and push their, their partner. So this could also be like a Nexus device where they don't expect to sell a lot of them, but they get the rest of their partners on board and make something. Pretty or it could just make their partners really upset. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I hope. I think they're hoping for the former, but yeah, it could do the latter. Well, so while but, uh, we're while we're kind of talking about their partners, let's let's move on a little bit and talk about this Nokia story. What what do you think uh, about that? On um, the one on Read Right Web that's saying kind of Nokia and Android and how Nokia's cutting jobs and uh, what what do you think? I, don't, I haven't read that story. Oh, well, I mean, Nokia's just they've been slowly circling the drain for a couple of years now, and they put all their they put everything in up. In on Windows Phone, and is it that still uh, like a possibility though, or is that has that ship sailed? Well, and why doesn't Nokia get in on these tablet things, these surfaces? Well, I think that those were rumors they were, but I, I don't, I, I don't want to count anybody out, right? Because I remember when Apple was so bad <laughs> that they needed, right? Right. Um, and who knows how many of those jobs are just wait were just wasted on supporting old legacy systems and no longer needed anymore. So I, I don't yeah. necessarily always think that job losses are, will mean the company's dead. But Windows Phone is not it's it's not been doing great. This is obviously a big week. They're actually re- doing a new version Windows Phone right. eight. I think we talked about this week, uh, which might obs- make all their old phones obsolete and non upgradable. So. You Wait, know, have you heard that for sure? That all this Windows Paul Thorat, who I think we all know, is, yeah, he he is he is pretty sure that most phones will not, even the Lumia will not go to Windows Eight because it's of Windows Phone Eight because it's so different, and that's kind of like restarting again after really? apps will apps will probably be compatible, but you never know what happens when you can't upgrade a phone. It could be such a big update that you just can't trust it as an over-the-air. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that would be a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot um, of people want them to do Windows Phone on tablets, too, and they don't want to do that. How so. is it going to be? Do you know, I, I'm really curious what this new Windows Phone is. When, are they going to talk about it next week? Is that when they said they're going to talk I think about it? I think it's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? They'll be really interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, it's uh, called Apollo, and it's based on Windows 8, which is different than what Windows Phone 7 was based on. So, so, so the, these guys are saying that, like, back in, in 2011, when Nokia first partnered with Microsoft, like, they had a few different choices. You know, they could have went with Google. And this guy is saying that if they went with Google, they would have immediately, Nokia would have become their biggest partner, not, you know, Samsung, not HTC, not Motorola, whatever. Uh, and instead, you know, because they chose the other except, route, they kind of... Well, except... Microsoft pays them billions of dollars, right? What, right. what did they say? Could they not Probably. have done both? Well, is Steve it an ex- Elop no. is an ex-Microsoft guy. I don't think he was going to partner with Google. Sure. Well, they were talk. Apparently, they were talks, but Google was like, no, we're not going to pay you any money to, to come with us. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we're giving you a software for free. And then Microsoft's like, oh, yeah, we'll give you a couple billion dollars. And then so I think Elop was like, oh, okay, let's let's do that, right? Um, and right now, even I know Microsoft is paying, and they're talking about even more. They're going to start paying even more subsidies to get these phones in the hands of people. Right? So they're trying to they're they're 
you know, fifty dollars. So instead of paying a hundred dollars on contract, it's fifty dollars on contract, right? They're trying to undercut Android on price and on all this stuff. And I, I mean, honestly, I think I think that right now Microsoft and Microsoft Nokia is not going to fail. And here's the, Nokia, and this is the reason why. Without Nokia, Microsoft has nothing, right? I mean, like basically, my Windows Phone right now is Nokia. Samsung has given up. I mean, they haven't given up, but these other companies don't really care about. They're it. running out of other companies. Yeah, the other too. companies don't care. Samsung's money is in Android, right? HTC's money's in Android, and I bet these companies will probably keep doing it in order to keep relations with Microsoft okay in case it actually works. But right now, Nokia is the only company that has anything on the line. Well, and it's the only on. other choice. I mean, you're either iPhone or you're one of these Android manufacturers, or coming soon, possibly Windows Phone. Yeah, and, mobile. and so and, I mean, so Microsoft and their relationships only gotten closer, right? Closer and closer, and they're, you know, they've always talked about letting Nokia do special things to the to their software and other th- other partners aren't going to have. And so it seems to me like right now, before Nokia actually failed, Microsoft would just buy them and right. turn them into their hardware manufacturing. So if I was Nokia, I have no worries at all. Check right? this out. If, Microsoft if, you're, just, if you're an executive at Nokia, if you're a worker, you might be worried. Yeah, but even then, it's like, who's going to produce their phones, right? I mean, maybe there'll be some more cuts. I don't know. But right now, it's almost like, you know how the banks were too big to fail? Like, right now, Microsoft has too much invested in Nokia to fail, in my opinion. Right. If I'm Nokia, I partner with RIM and make the next best <laughs> BlackBerry ever, and we both go down on the ship. Although BlackBerry 10 could be good. There's the ship going. All right, let's uh, move on. I got a couple other stories I want to cover before we do some app picks. Did you guys see this uh, arrest? Some some arrests were made in this Japanese Android porn virus. These guys made some decent money. They were all like IT execs and developers and whatnot. $265,000 they made ever, I guess, since they started. The investigation and eventual arrest represents the first time Japanese police or any police force targeted and brought down criminals who used Android malware to scam smartphone users and extort cash. That is pretty awesome. I mean, just making history, right? Did it say where they people got these apps from? Yeah, it says both of the malicious apps were distributed through third-party sites and not Google's official Play Store. Uh, though the app that ruined the photos, there was a bunch of problems with it, like shredding parts of your memory, I guess. There go your pictures, there go your videos. You didn't need those anyway, right? That's what you get for uh, downloading adult site stuff on your phone. Yeah. Um, I Once like that. again, proof that people on the internet are perverted. I like that after it steals your data, it displays a message that demands money, about 1200 bucks. <laughs> it's like, I just stole all your data, now pay me. And they, I mean, people paid them, right? 265 grand? It's all right, I suppose. Was it blackmailing them, saying, I'm going to email well, these it's like, to it's, everyone in your contacts? You no, it's scareware. It's like, I will destroy your phone, basically, and everything on it. So it, it initially, it's like, here's some adult videos, and then you install it, you're like, cool, going to get adult videos, and while that's happening, it's stealing all of your personal information, phone numbers, email addresses, and then hosts, uh, stores them on a host that's uh, outside of Japan somewhere, and then it gives you that message, it's like, pay us, and we'll bring your information back. 
Yeah, I mean, as much as I like the choice in Android, you you gotta be real careful about using third party stores. Period. Well, for sure, and I mean even there were stories that people have gotten around the the bouncer, you know, but for the most part, between that and the comments and how many people are, you know, it it works itself out fairly quickly, fairly quick, fast, <laughs> swiftly. Yeah, and this thing happens could happen on an iPhone if you unlock your phone and put Cydia or one of those type of things on there. Right, so. right. Well, and that a lot of that too is people not changing their you know root passwords or something like that when when they first break the the phone. Like you got to change the default password once you do that. Uh, Kaspersky says about sixty five percent of new malicious mobile applications identified in twenty eleven target Android, uh, compared with twenty seven percent. For the Java 2ME and Symbian 7, 7%. Symbian 7%. Windows yeah, Mobile, 1%. <laughs> you go where the people are. Yeah, well, you think they go for iPhone. Uh, well, they to, do too. Yeah, but Kapersky, they always put everything in terms of percentages. So well, they say, oh, it's a 2,000% increase in, in malware. Because it went from uh, five people to ten people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the numbers they do. Or there's, you know, because they have a graph there now, Oracle you sent over. It doesn't even tell me what I'm looking at. <laughs> They're busy with Stuxnet and Flame. <laughs> uh, did you see yeah. these patents that Google bought? Everybody's hoping that please, you know, make our our Android phones have better signals. I know that after the last update, the Galaxy Nexus on Verizon, it seems like the signal's gotten worse, and it has a hard time maintaining that signal. That's just what I've noticed in my area, on my phone. I also hope this makes Google less likely to be sued, and so we can stop all these stupid patent wars. And right? Can Google get back to making phones? Can Google just get it over with and buy all of the patents, and then be like, "This is over." <laughs> like all epic and just uh, it'd be great. Yeah, it, it, all these pat. I I I don't. Uh, I have to get involved in patent nonsense with my day job, and it's just it's just excruciating to go through the process. It's people creating jobs for themselves. That's what that whole system and like. I mean, a lot of those systems kind of seem like. It's just people who are like, you know, it would be a good idea if we did this, and I'll make sure that this happens. And now I have a job forever. I don't know. Some of it just seems kind of. Did we Wouldn't talk it be about them? If the process of getting a patent was patented, <laughs> right? I, don't be surprised if it isn't. That somebody hasn't patented a process to get a patent, and you have to now pay them. Got happy birthday, copyrighted. That I'm sure that someone's got. Did we ever talk about Google buying Mebo? That seems so odd to me. Like Mebo was always that annoying chat thing at the bottom of some websites that you always turned off. I know Justin TV had it and we always used to stream with them and it was so annoying. Like what would Google want with that? Did Hangout crash? Yes! <laughs> oh snap. Thanks. Aw oh, snap. That was one Hangout crash. Moving on. So the patents that Google snatched up are a bunch of uh, wireless efficiency beamforming patents from Magnolia Broadband. I've never heard of Magnolia Broadband. Have you? No, but one we said for broadband. I wonder if that could be for like some of them cover mm-hmm. network capacity maximization, battery frugality technology, frugality, 
uh, and more. <laughs> Did I say that right? Uh, their beamforming mobile transmit diversity is for sale and on many chipsets and will remain on sale. Google will just own the patents and the rights. They also got some Flipboard integration. I did a Flipboard article uh, that got posted just after we did yet another tech show last week. Yes, over on Um, a new domain. Yeah, it's not yet in the beta, so I haven't had a chance to try it. But apparently, um, based on some power users of Flipboard, it should be a pretty big deal. Um, And when I mean power users, I mean Scoble. Um, that people, a lot of people consume Facebook and Twitter like that. And then that this is kind of the opening of the API as well, that we're going to see the API. And this is probably part of Google I.O. next week. But I think this this could be pretty big if Google Plus can now just be part of your uh, your Flipboard experience. That's and huge. It, it, I, I still have apps like Seismic that have your Google Buzz info. Yeah. Like, because they don't have, I mean, there is no, you know, there's no workable API for it, right? No, it's not. They they've been very very slow to roll it out. Do you think uh, this think is why? I, I think they've been slow to roll it out because they don't want to have happen what happened with Facebook in the beginning, where your feed got slammed with all sorts of games and, sure. and nonsense. And speaking um, of that, they a bunch of games have been leaving Google Plus, which I thought was a good thing. I never played games on there. Google never made a. They never. Um, they never emphasized it. I mean, you forget about it. Well, because so, when they announced it, everybody was like, oh, oh, games. So I think they they took that into consideration, kind of kept it quiet. And they were like, yeah, they're they're there if you want them, but whatever. Yeah, there's probably, there's probably no way for people to monetize this. I imagine that's why they went away. Um, I don't think you'll ever see Angry Birds go away, though. <laughs> probably not. No, so... I'm hoping that next week they release the Flipboard for everybody, and then and uh, everybody can get uh, used in their Google Plus. The Google Plus app on the phone is really good. It um, is good. Be interesting to see. Uh, Flipboard does. I have to say they do a really good job of the of the content, making it very fast. So it may be even better than the Google Plus app now, which can be a little laggy with all the pictures it loads and and all that. It's starting to look nice. What does it look like? Does it have an app for the review, or is it just the same app? It's called Chrome. There's no app for it. Oh, really? That's Yeah. Sucks. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Using it on Chrome beta, on even on the tablet, like it seems like the app has way better functionality. Yeah, the one on, yeah, the, one on the app, they... It doesn't very. It doesn't do very much. It's just a real basic... It's almost like the mobile version of Gmail... And they just sort of make it work for, for Google for Google. Seth. What's up? Stop typing. I'm I was muted. Okay. I apologize, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Resume mute. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any other comments on the wireless patent and comma or flipboard? Or Does Japanese Android porn. Is anybody else, else here using Flipboard? No, I'm stuck in my sixth sense and seismic. Those are my two. Yeah, I know. I, I know it's still in beta, but Eric's a big fan of currents. I think currents is a big pile, but that's my opinion. I think currents runs really well on my on the on the prime. Really, I I, I didn't like it. I don't know. Maybe I got a wonky prime, but it it always just seemed flipboard is real glitchy. Flipboard is faster. 
as a but yeah, currants is more. It has more the design more, language of ice ice, ice cream sandwich, so right. it's side to side versus swipe up and down. It's like that, but like Pinterest and like a tile thing. It's it's just a yeah. big, pretty picture. Yeah, they're both pretty good. <laughs> uh, the thing I like about Google Currents uh, is that you can make your own editions. So a new domain can publish their own edition. Yeah, but it's up to sites to do that, and I found not very many of them do. I mean, there's 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 some on there, but not a lot of sites I like. Yeah, I, it's I, cool, I, I get to agree, same thing. It's cool, though. All right, uh, let's do some app picks and wrap this thing up. Uh, hey, 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 hold on. I wanted to talk about... Did, I, did we talk about Verizon Share Plan last week? Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, we do you did? have oh, some okay. comments on it, though? Oh, I just put up an article on an and. Oh, cool. Uh, well, so tell, us, tell us about it. You guys should all go read that for my take on how Verizon is basically screwing consumers over, customers over. Oh, yeah, we fully <laughs> covered that last week. <laughs> and on Yats and every other show. But the reason, but I, I, the, the thing I found interesting on, I mean, I don't know, what, I forget what we talked about. You're probably a lot more tasteful about it. No, it was the idea, of, I think, in my opinion, what's driving this, these changes, and that it's, um, they're trying to find ways around what I call data-driven solutions. So, like, things like um, Skype, or Google Voice, or, like, Google Talk, or, like, iMessage, right? Well, yeah, and you know what I think is everybody should just be like, oh, yeah, well, now we're done playing with smartphones, and we're going back to voice and text messages since you made those unlimited. Well, you know, flip-flop, and everybody should just get rid of their smartphones, or at least just use them on Wi-Fi and get rid well, of see, their Well, see, that's the problem, isn't it? So Google now realizes we all that do that at once. That, well, there's a stuff that we don't care about, but yet that they have this giant network still built for, and so they're like, oh, well, you don't want it? Sorry, we're forcing you to have as much of it as you want. I mean, unlimited. You know right. What I mean? so, when what we really it, want is now getting taxed the F up. Like, yeah. Completely. And I, I actually called it, I call, well, I call this like a, a voice and messaging tax. Right? Extortion? It's a tax that they're forcing us to, on, on us to say, oh, you want data? Well, you know, we have all this infrastructure built for voice and texting. So sorry, you have to use it. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't want to, that's tough. I mean... So anyway, I think so- we should. We should all just use the crap out of it then and start talking. Hey, start connecting again for the first time and call somebody and actually say uh, hi. Hi. I mean, but that's, but that's, yeah, right. That's sort of playing in these. Do it. Do it. It's free and you can do it as much as you want. Yeah, I'd rather pay the tax and talk to more people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Bane is officially the first one that's going to buy a log cabin in the middle of the woods and move there. I, li- I live in the middle of nowhere. I have no neighbors. I'm almost already there. Where did you say you were out of again? Oh, yeah, out of Missouri, right. Yeah, I'm in the hinterlands of northern Missouri. Mm. All right, the people in the chat are angry because the show is over for them about 10 minutes ago. So let's... That's good, though. We should crash hangouts at about 20 <laughs> minutes at the end of every show, so you have to be subscribed to the podcast at attackoftheandroids.com. That's why we do that. All right, at picks. Joey. Okay, so this one is actually a very fun game. It's called Mega Stunt Mayhem. Um, I don't know if anybody else realizes this, but I have a very active inner redneck. Um... I love monster trucks, okay? The idea of a monster truck is just incredibly awesome to me. I want one. I want to drive one. I want to crunch cars with one. 
however, I don't have that kind of time, money, connections, etc. But Joey, Ma- imagine if you did. Imagine if I did. Mm-hmm. It would be just like playing this Mega Stunt Mayhem game. Uh, this is a freebie. Uh, it's limited to two different vehicles and like two different tracks. Uh, you can buy either the professional version, uh, which is not a whole lot of money, or you can buy individual trucks and tracks from within the game. Um, Ad-supported, uh, not a huge amount of malware thus far that I can find, unlike some of the stuff that Jeremy picks. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Um, and uh, it's really fun. Uh, it, I've been playing it off and on all night. I've been playing it during the show here. Sorry, guys. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's really fun. You cannot get the truck to do exactly what you think it should do all of the time. So it's very, it's in that respect, it's realistic. It's fun. Excellent play value for the kids. Hard enough for the adults. Uh, it, it's it's a good game. Try it free. Not going to uh, break your bank, and you'll have fun with it. Very cool. Seth? Uh, mine is Android. There's like the longest day sale going on right now, so this might not be good for people if they listen to this tomorrow or the next day. Um, but uh, NBA Jam, these are EA games, and then um, the new... Mass Effect Infiltrator are off ninety nine cents, which are both really good sales. I'm gonna say it was like eighty percent off. I think it's five bucks for Infiltrator and NBA Jam is. And there's also something called uh, M Secure. It's a password manager. Normally nine ninety nine or something like that. I don't know, but that's for ninety nine cents too. I just bought all three of them. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll have maybe have reviews of each one the next couple of weeks coming up. But Seth, right now, how I'm, much do we trust M Secure? Did you vet their code? Well, it's got four point like eight stars out of a nineteen hundred reviews, so I feel like that's pretty. Are all those people getting scammed and they don't know it? The yeah, quieter you so. are, the more you can hear. More problem with that. So, anyways, this may be only one day deal. So sorry for people if you're not getting on them today, but if you are, go get it now. Sweet, one day deal. Uh, Shane, do you have an app pick for us? I do. I Fantastic. Do. Uh, so the app I'm doing for this week is called Plume, P-L-U-M-E. It's a tw- uh, mainly a Twitter app for Android. It has it has uh, one of the best examples of the ice cream sandwich design language. And uh, I've been doing a lot of I've been doing a lot of Twitter lately because of an upcom- upcoming conference, and it is extremely fast. Uh, it's easy to set up different lists and different searches and swipe between all the different columns. And it's uh, they today they just did a big update, so now it also supports uh, Facebook. Um, and I think if you're looking for a good Twitter app and you're on an ice cream sandwich phone, it's by far the best one. And it seems like they're doing a lot of work on it, so it uh, doesn't look like it's going to be sold to Twitter and killed. It looks like it's going to have a long <laughs> life. And uh, looking forward to the Google Plus integration, which I'm sure will be in soon. I think that's key. If if you were a Twitter developer and you added more things than just Twitter, I think you made that that last round of of cuts, so to speak. <laughs> because a lot of the apps that, or at least one I can remember, Twidroid was one of my favorite ones when the original Droid first came out, and that like that was one that just quickly got killed. But then then yep. you you move on, you learn, and and you, and you live again. All right, uh, I got a game. It's This is odd for me. I don't usually play M... I can't even say this without embarrassing myself. Uh, MMORPGs. 
But this one is a vampire MMORPG. And as we all know, uh, True Blood latest season just started. <sighs> I'm okay with that. Uh, and this is actually pretty cool. One thing I notice, uh, it's called Dark Legends by Space Time Studios. Uh, they were the ones that did Pocket Legends, which I think was Seth or Eric's app pick a while ago, a few episodes back. Um, but this you can play like by yourself solo, or you can play in the 3D MMORPG world. Uh, and you're basically slaying zombies, and you're a vampire, either a hot, sexy chick vampire, of course, or a uh, dude vampire, whatever. Um, you can play co-op or PvP, whatever you prefer. I, I was playing it on the Prime, and it's pretty smooth. It's pretty smooth. One thing I didn't like is that some things are timed on it, like how long you can wait before you do something. or I don't, I don't know. That that kind of stuff seems weird to have a timer, but I'm, I'm just not used to it, I guess. And the other thing I noticed, it takes you like eight minutes, literally, to exit the game. Like, because there's this tutorial that it wants you to play through, and it's really insistent that, that like, no, you're going to play this, and you're, like, back to exit, and it's like, no, seriously, just finish this. And, like, trying to exit and kill it, and it, it it's it's very... I thought that was kind of odd, but it's it's it just came out. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's called Dark Legends, so check it. Does that support a PS3 controller? It does, I believe. And your big screen I think or maybe that was something else I was reading maybe that's Max Payne which also just came out I don't remember oh by the way on that longest day sale that Seth was talking about I just picked up Grand Theft Auto 3 because I figure I'll never get a better price on that yeah it's a buck uh, they're also by the way running that on at least the music store and probably the movies as well Uh, so I'm in checking out a bunch of albums for $2.99 um, and this is actually kind of cool. I found a, a Motley Crue uh, a Greatest Hits album, and, I mean, the tracks are individually 99 cents a whack, but the full album, all 19 tracks, is only two ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now, right now, John Mayer is the top album, and we must do something about that. That's, um. I don't know. I don't, I'm not very comfortable with that Google Play <laughs> store. <laughs> Google All Play Store. Is that Motley is no crew, wild side or girls, girls, girls. Yeah. There you go. Get get the crew up there. John Mayer is no Google Play Store. That's no. Now you get the crew up there, and you let them sit up there and enjoy it. Molly Crew. That's right. Um, they say this game was will be free to play forever, because they will just upsell you, the crap out of you once you play it. But. That's fine. And you can play it over Wi-Fi, Edge, 3G, or 4G with millions of other people. Just like you and me and Joey and Shane and Seth. All right. Thank you, guys. It's been a fantastic show up until Google Hangouts crashed again. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good show. It was. It used to be, and hopefully one day it will be again. Huh? <laughs> uh, Shane, what are you, you – you said you had something coming out or you have good something? Good having you, Shane. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I do have some. Uh, by the way, this is of uh, this is the first show I, I started listening to on New Domain. Actually, before I, I uh, uh, before I actually came on officially for uh, a new domain. So the best podcast, all the ones so far. That's pretty um, awesome. <laughs> There's a grip of shows up there. 
Uh, I, I, I'm going to write an article. Uh, we're, we're, this is, uh, we're probably going to talk about this tomorrow, but um, iTunes is separating their podcast app, and a lot of Apple people have gone nuts over this. Uh, and I'm going to be huh. doing an article on talking about all the Android things that have been out there for years that do all the things that everybody's going nuts about that might happen in the Apple world. So it's going to be like a big uh, roundup of Google uh, audio streaming apps. So wait, what are they doing? That iTunes, sounds good, Shane. I want to read those. They're separating the podcast area of iTunes out of it or what? Yes, yes. That's all the way. And people in oh, Apple wow. are going nuts over this. I bet. Like, how So many people, like that's how they get their shows. Yeah, I still think it's going to be that big a deal, and I think Android has more to offer, and that's why I'll be running an article on it. So. Very cool. Why on earth would they do that? That sounds like the dumbest thing they could have possibly make, make the software harder to use. <laughs> this is on the iOS, not the iTunes on the desktop. That will remain as terrible as it's always been so far. Oh, um, well, at least we're <laughs> short of that. <laughs> if uh, anything think, in this I world. Think, they separate the movies part out on iTunes and iOS, and they're just separating the podcast part out because otherwise it's just a big mess. But it'll still be an app that you can get. You just have to take the initiative to download rather than search in the little box. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be. They, no one knows if it's gonna be default yet. Ah. Um, so I mean, no one knows anything, and there's a whole lot of speculation about streaming audio. But I think there's a ton that's already out there on Android, and that's what I'll be writing about. There is. Well, and we'll talk about that tomorrow night on yet another tech show. Not another tech show, as your lower third says. Uh, Seth, you had your piece on the Verizon share everything plans. Yeah, I actually really like that piece. I think everyone should go read it. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you know, some pieces are better than others, but I think. And I, hey, I think if, this is, if you uh, don't want to read it, at least just click on it because that's what no, we really I, care well, about. Well, no, I don't care about that. I just think. Um, I, I think that. It's, it's, I think that I hit an angle that I hadn't seen out yet on any of the tech sites. This idea that Verizon, and I think it's obvious, is making these specific moves to guard the revenue stream uh, in a new data-driven world, right? So they're, they, can't, they can't just sell you bits of data, right? Buckets of data, which is what everyone wants. Yep. Because they were to do that, they would lose massive they used amounts to. of money. They all used to. It, that's they they completely shifted and yeah we've talked about this and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Well, but they can't though. Because, go read Seth's I mean, article. The price per gigabyte would be astronomical if they were trying to, if they really tried to like do revenue parity. You know what I mean? Like you'd be paying, you know, a hundred dollars for a gigabyte or something. like But that. at I that, mean, that point, that nobody would use it except for that small well, section of upper echelon, and I think you know, that would make it that's pointless for them. Then. You know, if they have this network, this nobody article, uses, who cares? But Verizon also has a data only plan for tablets and like their, and their, um, whatever jetpack or, you know, they're, they're basically their tablets and another, uh, they're, um, for tablets, jetpacks, or like the things you plug into computers, you know, they're like their 4g hotspots or whatever. So you can buy data only plans for those. And whereas one gigabyte, uh, four gigabytes of data there costs 30 bucks. So on your smartphone, one gigabyte of data costs fifty dollars. On a on a tablet, four gigabytes of data costs thirty dollars. That's ridiculous. I quit the mobile internet at that and point. So, uh, but but here's an interesting. I'm wondering. I want someone, any readers out there, and if you have the ability to do this test, I'd be really curious. But after this plan comes out, I'm wondering if you could buy, uh, if you have a, like a four G tablet. If you could buy one of their LTE SIM cards and then stick that into a phone, 
Um, if they're the same, would well, they make that's what them I'm the wondering. same? I mean, They'd really, make one big and one small. I mean, well, is it the same? I bet it's the same size SIM card, isn't it? In a tablet, in a phone? I don't know. I thought I heard Leo Laporte mention something about having to cut his SIM card to make it fit in his phone. And I and it was well, one he had. I don't know if it was from a tablet or what, but it was yeah, the switch to the smaller. Verizon LTE uses SIM cards. Right, okay. but they're big ones. And the I think between AT&T and Sprint maybe, I don't know. One of them he said no, no, was no. big and one No, no, no. The only question is, is could, you, could you use... If, if Verizon, whatever, whatever Verizon will have, whatever the, on this plan, right? Like, let's say, for instance, um, can you use your iPhone, you know, well, what, there is no, four, is there a 4G tablet out there right now? What's a 4G tablet? Is the Prime 4G? No, Prime's Wi-Fi only. Yeah. Is there a 4G version no, of yeah, it? No, yeah, the Motorola, their, that first Motorola, they, they upgraded it to have The LTE. Zoom? Zyboards? One of the Zyboards, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that has LTE in it. So I'd be really curious if you could take that LTE, um, uh, what, I just said a chip out of that. Or the sim. Uh, sim. The sim, right. And put that into the Nexus. What I'm saying is you could if it was the same size, but some but of do, them have smaller micro sims. I don't know. Like, you, you can buy cutters. Right. Well, and then the other question, though, But could you do is, it default? Probably. It, does Verizon have some sort of, like, you know, identification built in to the, you know, does the hardware give it some sort of, like... Your MEID? Yeah, it does it, and so that you have to use that LTE uh, SIM. How hard in would that it be device. for someone to clone a fake or spoof well, your? MEID? Whatever it is, I mean, honestly, if like let's say, I mean, for we consumers, this, this that shared data plan actually is a, a really good idea if you can get it to work with your phones. Uh, like for instance, if I could get my Galaxy S3 on just that shared data plan, I would totally do that. Uh, four gigabytes for thirty bucks or whatever like that. I mean, that seems like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, it's it's and you could ten gig ten gigabytes for sixty bucks. So let's say you pen. So your ten. So think about this. A regular Verizon plan. You have let's say you have four phones. Or let's think of a family for a second, right? So that's one hundred sixty bucks for those four phones. Plus, let's say you get, uh, you know, ten gigabytes of data. That's a hundred bucks. So you're paying two hundred sixty bucks a month um, for four phones and ten gigabytes of data. Uh, if you just do the data only, you're paying forty dollars for the four phones and then sixty dollars for the data. So you're paying seventy bucks a month. The problem is, is will they Isn't will it, those tablet sims work in phones? I thought it was forty per phone. Is it, it just is. right? Okay, but if you get the mind. data only, it's ten dollars. Oh, I see. Forty for per whatever access you get. The question is, is can you use? This tablet LT, this tablet Why is LT that SIM cheaper if they're making the voice and text messages unlimited anyway? So it like it matters either way. That it, that seems weird that one would be that much cheaper than the other, just because now you have this thing that you don't use anymore. Yeah, though they're just the thing is here's what this is what I said though they're killing smartphone owners because they know that's where the market is going. They're paying. They're making like my article says they make you pay a forty dollar text messaging and voice tax and then they make you pay a 667 percent increase um in data tax so one gigabyte of data has now cost 667 percent more on a smartphone than it does on a tablet it's reverse psychology and i'm sick of it does this give, so much, uh, 
Does this give Apple any incentive to finally get the iPhone on T-Mobile if Verizon's going to screw their customers like this? I mean, maybe. If they can get and tout that, hey, do you remember Unlimited? We still have it. That sort of thing. How many people would that draw? Just, I would do it just to get an iPhone to turn it into a Wi-Fi spot to connect my Android phone to. I would recommend, I mean, I'd recommend anybody try out, I would love to know, try out this LTE thing. And if that works, I mean, you could just use Google Voice as your, as your, as your yep. voicemail. I mean, and then use Google Talk as your text message. If you have the bandwidth, you could do all that. Yeah, you, got 10, gigabytes, you got 10 gigabytes for 60 bucks. That's more than you ever would need. I mean, you know, Skype on there too, right? Yeah, well, Skype. The subject of plans and data, uh, because we haven't talked about it this week, Republic Wireless. Oh my gosh. All right, and with that, thank you for listening, guys. Email show at attackoftheandroids.com. Check out the site. Make sure you're subscribed to iTunes and write us a review. Check us out on Yats tomorrow and Boss on Thursday. And thanks for joining us. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.